the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan's big electric switch. Scrappage is now available on your old car when you switch to a 100% electric Nissan Leaf. Welcome back to the hard shoulder. It is a great pleasure to have on my final furlong today where we take a sideways jaundiced look as you are on your way to the pub and into the weekend. It's a great pleasure to have our colleague back, a bit like me as a Spurs fan, suffering a bit uh, with City. What what has you rocking your boat? The rugby's back this weekend, the European Cup. Anything getting your... Monday, Ivan. What's happening? Denmark. Ah, right. Euro no, 2020 no games chance. in Dublin. Wait, no, the hospitality, Ivan, 600 euro a ticket. Well, so, well sorry, sorry. <laughs> For Dublin. I, the Dublin I, Arena. I, I, I get all that. The point is this, that Switzerland and Denmark are going to win and the picture and everything will look completely different and our chance of beating the draw won't be enough. Cheltenham's you know. on tomorrow. Yes, that's all good. Now you've got me. Oh, no, don't worry. On Monday, I'll jump on the bandwagon. Uh, so uh, we have Lisa Garvey, comedian. Um, uh, how's life with you? Good? All good. All good. good yes. Great I'm to have also you very back. excited about Monday and terrified. And I'm just oh, oh, you're, so you're, you're, come would you, on, you boys in green. Would you, would you, would you, would you go to the Come on, you boys uh, in green. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, um, no. I watch them. I always watch them on. on but would on you the go telly. to a match? No, I no. always watch them on the telly. I know, and sometimes I, know, I work I know, on them. I know. Um, well, yeah. So I, uh, but it's just it's it's very hard being an Ireland supporter, and now I'm I'm also a Man United supporter, which is even oh, worse right. at the moment. Well, I'm really in the. In the we'll move on quickly. We won't we won't uh, linger on your pain. No, um, but we are enjoying it. Um, <laughs> uh, and Senator Mary Louise O'Donnell, football would be beneath you. It's a chance totally game. Beneath me, yeah, totally absolutely. beneath me. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I. I heard that you were impressed with the doll this morning. Oh, brilliant. The young people in, in the doll all taking their seats. I didn't see it. Tell me about it. Well, all uh, talking about climate change, given the opportunity, came from schools all who, over who Ireland. Who were these young people? Uh, came from schools all over Ireland. Schools? Representing their schools, representing their areas from all over Ireland, sat down. What beautifully, an outrage. Wait till I tell you. Wait till I tell you. Beautifully dressed, on time. <sighs> Not on their phones, I'm, I'm paying attention. No, you see, you see. Can Children, I just, can I just say young, this? young people acting as adults Mary as Louise. opposed to what's there Ma- sometimes. Mary, can I make one fundamental point? Ah, make a way. The way you get into the doll chamber is you get 8,000 votes. The people send you there. A chock to doll is a messenger of the people. I know the Senate has been taken over by every ragtag and bobtail. Put yes. them in the Senate. Yeah, it is are. an absolute outrage. And a five these people who have never been elected minutes. to anything yes. would, would assume <laughs> to take their seats in our parliament oh, no, chamber. But I tell you you what wouldn't find had. it in the House they of Commons. They might have been elected to anything, but they have talent. They have talent. They're full of it. Hot air. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that, that's just a little warmer upper. Uh, let's get to our first topic. Earlier this week, we were discussing something that you would be familiar with, John. Frank Lampard introduced a new code of very strict fines, like 20 grand if you were late for training, late for an appointment with a physio, a gym session and so on. And the idea was just how outrageous it is not to be punctual. And that, of course, applies in the workplace and it applies coming to dinner. And, you know, is it is it now OK to be fashionably late? So the question for the panel is how important in the context of good manners is punctuality? Would you take offence if someone turned up late? What about being fashionably late for a meal, John? It depends on the circumstance and context, Ivan. To me, what's more important is respect. Respect is the prism I look at things through. So if you have like a date 
for example, and the date is late and not really respectful, then you get annoyed about it. But if you're going out for a few pints and somebody's in town, are you going to be there in 10 minutes? Yeah, and then they turn up half an hour later. You're not going to get annoyed about it because they haven't disrespected you. So everything for me is through the prism of respect and I hate disrespect. So that's really more like if somebody's coming into work late all the time, somebody's late, they've got an issue at home or something and they, they explain it and I'll be late, no problem. But if they're coming in late and not kind of taking the mick, that's the issue of disrespect. Separate punctuality from disrespect. Frank Lampard's thing is about respect. Right. Is it not the same thing? No, because sometimes you get, there can be reasons. We're all human beings. So there can be yeah. a reason why you're late. Or sometimes maybe you're just one of these kind of... So you're, you're, never... you're, you're a shambolic. You're maybe disorganised and you kind of come in late. Oh, I'm really sorry. And, but yeah. you do other things that compensate. But is there anyone on the off-the-ball team, like Jar Gilroy or anyone, like who is excused or given a bit of lecture because they're the boss and they come in a little later? Or is there strict punctuality? We don't wear iron uniforms in uh, off-the-ball Ivan, but we have the mentality. We're Navy SEALs. Uh, no, not, <laughs> not really. Right. Well, you're no, up no, your own asses. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's very, very simple, Ivan. When you've got to read a sports bulletin, you're set by the time. So yeah. we don't have a choice whether we're No, but punctuality isn't a, a, a young guys don't have a problem with punctuality more I, than I, anyone I else. I think it's more about pride. If you're if you're pride if you're professional, if you're professional, if you've got pride and if you're happy, you're generally people do come in on time. People come in on time because they want to leave on time. Okay. Let's let's move to the the social aspect to it, Lisa. I mean like uh, you know, I I I have, you know, when I'm doing my pep talks uh, speaking, I said if you are unreliable as a character trait about a small thing like being 20 minutes late how unreliable will you be about a big thing you know what I mean in other words little things do matter would you if you were invited 7.30 for 8 for dinner what time would you actually walk in the door okay well I'd probably be there around 8 okay This my husband calls me the late Lisa Garvey right so oh. but you see he thinks I'm really late and I'm right late for more. But I, I say to him, oh, no, I'm only I'm only late, late for non-important things, which apparently includes him because I'm always late when it comes to him. For work, I'm not late. For airports, things like planes, trains, all those kind of things. So you just disrespect I just, your husband? So I seem, it seems, yeah. according to John, I'm yeah, actually disrespecting right. my husband. Um, but I, on, on the other hand, I, I do agree as well. I think it's about if you're late once or or twice, he's like. But I do try to. I'm kind of, kind of living on the edge a little bit. I kind of like, you know, I'm a bit like just making the dart by just that much. Where you know, like Indiana closing Jones, closing doors, closing yeah, doors. Yeah, yeah. I'm grabbing my hat. Don't try in Tokyo. Like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, the dart is actually quite punctual. You know, as it goes. Yeah. No, but yeah. it's one coming every ten minutes. Yeah, it is and it isn't. I, I, I'm, I take public transport a lot. I do it's too. More, it's every more responsible. Day I take it, yeah, yeah, me too. But uh, you know, it is. It's, it, it's good enough. But I. My other the flip side of it, I think you can be. I think you can be unsociably early for things. Mm. You know, if someone that's says, a bad thing. or not yeah. leaving when you're yeah. supposed to leave. But if someone oh. says come to come to a party I've at half seven, no, I want to tell all my relations it's about thirty one coming at Christmas. Get out <laughs> of the effing house at six thirty. In laws, <laughs> the racing's on. No, 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 it's just I like we're up early. We're getting the whole thing ready. This thing that we're just settled in at half six. No, it's no, time to go. <laughs> it's yeah. time to go. And I don't know how to say this because I don't want to put it on a WhatsApp. I, I don't want to put it on a message. I think you've just said it, Ivan. I, I think, think I'm sorry. Uh, CC <laughs> to if this applies to you. Yeah, but I just no, think... No, you're right. If people, so, but arriving too early? Yeah, What's wrong so, with that? So my, mm. like, my, as my husband, would, so he'd be like, okay, we're going to be there at, we are there for half past seven or it's a party or a dinner yeah. or whatever it is yeah. like that. He'll be there at like 10 past seven. 
Now, if I'm the person having the party, I'm still running around mm-hmm. getting things ready. You know, it's it's. I think it's rude to arrive way too early. Well, no, I think the, what, a I, well, no what I like, no, what I know. do is if I know. I'm not really going to enjoy this event and I'm going to be the first to leave. I'm always the first to arrive because then I say, oh, you know what I mean? I've got to go. Uh, yeah. be Are you a punctual person, Marilyn? Well, I, I was... Like, re- we know you're old school. Yes, well, uh, very old Thank school. you very much. That's the... <laughs> 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 I was rare. You'll hate this now. You'll hate this answer right. because okay. I was reared around the arts. You hate this answer. And if when the curtain went up at five to eight for the audience, you know, in the theatre or the orchestras or whatever, that's when it went up. It didn't go up at 20 past eight. And you'd know it from radio as well. Your programme goes out at four o'clock. It doesn't go out at 10 past four. So you learn a certain punctuality. I agree with Lisa. If I'm having a dinner party and I invite people at eight o'clock, and somebody knocks the door at five to eight. Jesus, I yeah, nearly go mad because I know I'm not totally ready. And tell me this: how and late? And then they get on my nerves, okay. and I've a bit at this four, and a bit four, at that. Four and a bit eight at... o'clock. Well, you have staff to do these things. Like I certainly do not live in a semi-detached house, and I do all the roast potatoes myself. And you have a butler as well. Like, let's be honest about this: what time would be very late for an eight o'clock? Like, if they came at twenty to nine, would that annoy you? And it's bad manners. That's bad manners. So, how late is late? Late as late as anything after 25 past eight. I mean, yeah. uh, you expect them to. However, I would say, even though I'm still alive, as you say, and I may be old school, but if I had a hot date, yeah, I think I'd turn up 10 minutes late. Oh. I, I might be peeping from that, the back of a That is a, a very a much a female thing. Yes. That I is would, a female yeah, thing. Yeah. Keep them guessing. Well, yes, and I might be... Treat them mean, keep them keen. Yes, I might be spying them from the back of the boat. No, because you, you actually had the opposite view, John. You were saying that, that uh, turning up late for a date is actually... Bad manners. Yeah. It uh, depends yeah. on the date now. If it's a wedding, that's kind of in the... Tradition of a wedding is that the yeah. bride turns up like it's, it's tradition. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be meeting the well, date. Well, I find you can get a few in pints in. You can have six pints before they arrive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want a settlement your Tinder process. date. <laughs> but you want a settlement they, they can process. Can be a minger after that if you've had can the six pints. Can you imagine meeting somebody that you had a date with going in through the swing doors? Yeah, well, you, I mean, you, you'd you be start, saying, "Excuse me, if before you start the tango, you know." I think phones though have have enabled us to be later. Like because yeah, remember, five minutes it, on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, oh, you well, can text to, to say in five minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, no, I think anything within five minutes is yeah. acceptable, yeah. except if it's a group meeting. Yeah, if it's a one to one. But years ago, when you had to meet someone, you just had to meet them there at twelve o'clock, and then you go. The, the other thing, go, the other thing, late? the other thing that has to be said is people who encounter a delay of some description. By and large, if you plan your journey and go a little bit earlier, you can actually, uh, you know, deal with any eventuality. It is a case of leaving earlier. Yeah. I well, find yes, that. Yeah, but it's very, it's great army training, isn't it? Right. That's another <laughs> of my bugbears. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Mary Louise O'Donnell, Lisa Garvey and John Duggan will be with me. Up next, we're going to be asking, would you like a woke Christmas? All right. Uh, we are back with the final furlong panel. Senator Mary Louise O'Donnell, comedian Lisa Garvey and off the balls, our own John Duggan. Well, an article caught my eye. It's about a woke Christmas. So Christmas used to be about uh, trees, snowflakes on the ground. But celebs like Emma Thompson, mindful of the climate change crisis, have done away with presents because of plastic packaging, done away, of course, with meat because we all have to be vegan. And a lot of the traditions, even sacred ones like the Christmas tree, now are to go. Uh, And sorry, they don't want a plastic one either. They want it apparently replanted and all of that. So would you like a woke Christmas, Lisa? 
No, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't be very woke. I'm not in a deep sleep. I'm probably napping around the whole area of, of uh, Christmas. But I, because I, I just don't think little kids, you can, Santa can't not bring them a present. You know, I've no problem with San, Santa not wrapping that present. You know what I mean? Okay. That's okay. You can leave it. At the, but I just think I, I just couldn't have Christmas without a real Christmas tree either. Now, I know they're saying about renting the Christmas tree or something yeah. like that. Or, and, but I, I don't know. I, I just, um, well, they're I think saying there's maybe that 25,000 tons of plastic packaging in the UK emerge from Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'd love to be able to go, yes, I'm definitely not. But I'd be lying. I'm, I'm definitely going to buy presents for people. I'm going to wrap them. I'm also going to send Christmas cards, which I know are bad as well, because... I send about like 40 Christmas cards yeah. a year. Yeah, I love, I think, I when love I getting posts. When I was in politics, post. I sent about 3,700. Did I don't you send lick any all the stamps now. yourself? I'm not looking for votes anymore, <laughs> so I don't need to send any. Okay, uh, uh, John John Duggan, what, what, what's your take on this? Like, wh- where will you be on Christmas Day? Uh, with my mother, my sisters, my nephews, my niece and my brother-in-law in Bray. Uh, this is this my, not more, my commiseration. Is this it's not, not, more, it's not e- easy? Well, Christmas Eve is, is my big day out of the year, so I will, you love it. Uh, yeah, I love Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Day will be a bit more chilled with the family, and then we're racing to the four days yeah. at Leopardstown. This is this not more liberal fascism? Mm. This 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 stuff. Uh, uh, like, are we going to stop taking planes next year because it's damaging the climate? Should we all just like just give up holidays? Like, take boats everywhere? I don't know take an eco-friendly way spaceship to America or something like that. Um, this just sounds like people telling you what to do. Of course, we want to save the planet. Of course, we, we don't want to contribute towards um, uh, an accelerated or alarming climate change trend. We want to do the right thing. But don't tell people that you can't have fun and you can't get engaged in tradition. The most important thing at Christmas is actually kindness. People are generally nicer to each other around Christmas time. Why don't we say, let's have more kindness, maybe not do some of the bad things for the environment, but still continue to do your traditional things. Be have cop on. Stop this woke nonsense. Stop this liberal fascism and be kind to each other. That's the Christmas message from John Duggan. And you see, a key element of this is your agenda, the, the green sustainability thing, because this week we've had a morning, noon and night that so we all need to change our lives. But, and tonight, the late, late show will be dedicated to, you know, the environment and all the lovies like you will be there and so on. But the fact of the matter... the fact <laughs> I, the Ivan ma- is pointing at me as he's <laughs> feeling about this. <laughs> no, the, 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 the point I'm trying to make is in two weeks' time we'll have the toy show. And it's mm. to hell with plastic and to hell with packaging. Mm. We're into the toy show. I mean, well, like, is there not hypocrisy at play here? Well, I'm. Uh, first of all, I'm not degree. I'm not green and mean, and I'm not part of the green agenda. And in fact, I was giving out last week because we're going to. I think we're going to plant 420 million trees in the next 10 years. And I was kind of asking the government, uh, where is this going to happen? It's about 60,000 a day, 69,000 a day. How we're is all going to live in the tree Even though, even though electric I love cars, them. it won't happen. Uh, no, no, I, no, but I, would I you, you like a like Christmas? No, then. I certainly wouldn't because one of the. I agree with John. One of the things that I love about Christmas is the actual joy of it. I mean, any any ism or risk liberal fascism or whatever the hell this is that takes joy out of things the joylessness of what they're trying to say and the whole control well God is gone God, God well, is not, not coming gone. back now he's, he's gone. not gone and, I mean, now it's the toys we're into now but he's not gone and the meat no no it's not because he's there in a lot of things and he's there in prayer for people and people have an internal prayer as well as exter- external examples of it and he's there in mindfulness and he's there in the great forests of the world I like the and sparkle. if Carol Singer's no, no, rocked up at your door would you, would you open the door 
glitter? Absolutely. I love the glitter. I like the sparkle. And I love the idea what John said too of the help that people do genuine give each other around Christmas. What I don't like is when somebody like the city council or whoever the hell they were put up Latin Quarter and lit it up at the end of Grafton Street and the top it's of Grafton, Grafton Street. Street. Exactly. End of. Right. Right, I mean, okay. I mean, that is where you take. That is where woke. You know, I would say it's the biggest load of BS. It is dreadful. Yeah. It is cheap. It is. It is Vegas. It is so, and it is functionless. It doesn't mean anything. Absolutely nothing. And it would used to be Nola um, ditch, which is but you've happy go Christmas. No, it is not hipsters. Who did that? How much did it cost? And it should be taken down. I personally am going to try and find an electrician who might be well qualified, (laughs) get up a ladder and take it down. It's Mm. appalling. That's the sort of thing that gives woke on that kind of liberal agenda, you know, ammunition. Christmas is full of prayer and full of glitter. A big thumbs down for a woke Christmas on our final furlong panel. Do text us 5310C6. What is your take on this? Okay, we... Featured on on the show uh, during the week, um, the 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 fact that after twenty five years from the first show, friends may be coming back together again. All your favourites, Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc, all those ones uh, are going to do a reunion show, which got us thinking: which of your nostalgic favourite shows would you like to bring back? And we sent our own reporter, Aidan Finnegan, to the streets to find out what regular folk thought that could be rebooted. Take a listen. Well, there's a lot of shows that have already come back, like Will and Grace has come back back in third season. Murphy Brown came back last year. Frasier is uh, in a reboot mood, and I actually love Frasier, one of my favourite shows. Maybe a bit of Cheers. Would love to see a bit of Cheers come a classic 80s sitcom. Cheers my answer. Probably my favourite TV show was Eeyore. What did you love about it? Oh, I think there's a bit of viewing talent there as well of a dramatic storyline. So yeah, it was a, it gave me a bit of everything. Sex in the City was definitely one of my favourites, and I uh, loved all the characters in it. The four girls were fantastic. And just great memories of sitting on the couch, laughing my head off the situations they used to get into. Scrubs, definitely. So, Mary Louise, there a selection. In fact, all of those were overseas. They were American and British ones. We did a kind of text uh, thing. Only Fools and Horses actually came out on top. You had mm. all the usuals. Yes, Prime Minister and, and all of those. What, what would you bring back? Well, I, what Irish one well, would you bring back? Well, I wouldn't bring back any. Because I don't think you can recreate birthdays and I don't think you can recreate magic. So um, it's for a moment and for a time. One of my greatest loves watching in television is Father Ted. It is absolutely outstanding. It never fails to amuse me if I'm really in a melancholic mood. It is brilliant. But I wouldn't like it to come back. As Even a rerun? Else. Yeah. Oh, well, well, there's reruns all the time. The coming back would be yeah. to do it again a different way. A or to do it again the same yeah, yeah, way but yeah, different. Yeah. And I think for the, you just to destroy the moment I, you destroy so many like Morecambe and Wise with Andre Previn where they were actually slapping his face is one of the greatest moments on television when he wasn't really a communicator I, I, I know I say no birthdays that I remember and memories that I remember and all those kind of things leave them alone I don't believe in that at but all but what about can't. Mrs Slocum you know, are you being served? I was very fond of her. Yes, but her I mean, hair perm, well, in what way would she come back? Because cash? it would always be comparable to something else or to the way it was or the way it could have been or to the atmosphere, or the way she moved, or the way she walked. You could be the victor of Dibley, brilliant, Morecambe and Wise. So a lot of those were brilliant shows. No, the answer is no. I say no. All right, take your pick. You should know you're in the business of performing. <laughs> Lisa, what would you pick to bring back? Well, I think what I 
was thinking about this. I, I There's not a lot of things that I bring back because I think, as you say, I like things as they were. I really enjoyed I watched Friends at the time. Really, I still watch it sometimes now. I really enjoy that. But I think something like, the only thing that could possibly come back is something like Spitting Image or something like that. You know, that's sort of... In a of, contemporary in a way. Contemporary yes. way. It's because so because, because the, the, it's the, something the, like... It is actually coming back. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, it, but it's a niche, a way of doing things yeah, rather exactly. than and, and a particular sitcom. Yeah, I think John, so. John, anything? I'm kind of glad that I had the opportunity to talk about this because the greatest thing I've ever seen on television is the Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone, mm. Rod Serling, the late 50s, early 60s, mm. which was a TV series that he pushed through. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Dramatic effects I know. from that's our me. drama queen. Um, that's very good. So this show was... I never saw it myself, but carry on. It was a science fiction show, but mm. it was he had to get it through the executives who all just wanted... Um, it was the golden age of TV in the States. And he just They just wanted to sell products and, and get kind of nice shows like the Beverly Hillbillies on. Uh, but this guy had this science fiction show, but he, he delivered these messages about society, about race, about space age, about uh, just about the way humans treat each other. And you think that's Zone. applicable today? Absolutely. It hasn't okay. dated a single bit. I'd love it to be rerun somewhere, The Twilight Zone. Another show which should be rerun called The Prisoner Patrick McGoon mm. uh, set in this village that he can't get out of because mm-hmm. he knows too much information and it's all about I won't give away the premise of it but it's once again it's about the way we think humanity I'd love these things to be rerun to, for people to have the opportunity to see them because if you go on even with movies if you go on to Sky Q or Netflix or whatever you can't get like movie movie shops are closed down now and you can't watch some of the great mm-hmm. movies that should mm-hmm. be available to watch mm-hmm. and I think that it's, it's a bit real shame that you can't see things which are actually great like the Twilight Zone like the Prisoner like Boys in the Black stuff in the UK these Brilliant kind of great job. great TV series gives that's, a job gives a job yeah that's what I'd love to see more of yeah. alright well you see there you have the contrast you have the depth of John Duggan and the inanity of me when I want Glenn Rowe back <laughs> alright it's time for news and actually it's Aideen Finnegan reading the news today Let's get an update. Thanks for that update. Uh, we were uh, in the company, and we're still in the company, of Senator Mary Louise O'Donnell, comedian Lisa Garvey, and off the balls, uh, John Duggan. And just before news, we were talking about nostalgic shows. I lowered the tone by saying I wanted Denny and Miley and Biddy to come back and my Sunday nights, just to listen to the sig tune, really, of Glen Rowe. But <laughs> you, you, you had more to offer on this? No, but I, I was against it insofar as not bringing, re, reliving a birthday or the, that moment of magic but when I was listening to John there talking about the Twilight Zone it brought to mind Tales of the Unexpected oh, which was great. which was Roald Dahl you know it was and the yeah. way they were so brilliantly done the other one was Rumpole of the Bailey because he had this brilliant story um, and, and it was and you could hear his consciousness talking over 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 the drama as well. And you made a very good point too, John, about the fact that sometimes these great films that we saw in the past, like City of God, you know, or Baghdad Cafe, you can't get them now. And it'd be wonderful if there was a series on the, of these unusual but great films. I'm actually going on um, Sunday to, is it uh, Guff Gaga? It, it's in, in Kells, the film, the independent film um, festival where they have a brilliant new film on Gaza. They have a lot of new uh, independent filmmakers there in from Sundance. And um, But those independent films would be wonderful if it, to bring a series of those back. We could see them again. Now, during the news break, uh, John Duggan was impertinent enough to say to bring back The Late Late Show. That flew right over my head. What did you mean by that? <laughs> that was off mic, Ivan. And you know, you know. That, well, I've kind of fallen. Uh, I probably just missed Gabo. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. Which you're was, entitled to do. He was such a great man. And... 
like the outpouring of emotion for Gabo was was really kind of symbolised how, how much he was loved in the nation. I I just miss what I was doing. I was watching on YouTube. I'm not saying anything against the current. Uh, situation with, with Irish television but I was just watching the rows they had these rows mm. like just these rows he was Cable was talking to a fellow who was under the weather uh, back in the mid 80s and he just started having this row with this guy in the middle of the audience like and they just like it was a complete free for all for mm. half an hour and, mm. and, I, what, and I, that was back at a time when Ireland was, was under much more economic and maybe we're just too comfortable mm. now yeah. to have these kind of rows. And even like what the questions and answers you used to have rows. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you were on it a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, we don't yeah. have enough rows. We don't have enough debate on yeah. Irish TV. It's yeah. too controlled. Yes. He didn't. He was the master. It was like you were in a sitting room and he let things happen. He wasn't controlled by auto cues or by producers. He was his own executive Well, you see, he was, he, yeah. you see that, that is the key point. Presenters need to be producers, isn't That's it? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But even, he could make judgments. But even uh, Vincent Brown and Jerry Beads are a couple of years ago. Yeah. Go on television. Yeah. 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 Or hit the road, what Jack. Yeah, yeah. Jack O'Connor, yeah. Let's have more um, yeah, no, spontaneous debate. People, people are more afraid to have well, those I, debates. I, now, I actually I think. think Presenters are a lot more up for that than than producers because, as you know, in television, if there's someone, and on radio, you wear headphones or you wear earplugs for a reason. Uh, someone is telling you, uh, no, you can't say that or tone Legally, that down. whatever, yeah, whatever exactly. it is like there's that. BAI, and, 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 and there's, va- there's, there's litigation. There's balance law. and there's all that kind of yeah. stuff. And it, it takes that kind of fight. Like it's which a is systemic a, which is thing. Bad, yeah. I do, th- do think that the eulogy to gay, which are, w- are totally deserved, uh, miss two points. One, when I watched and started watching Gay Burn, I did. I lived in a home that we did not have BBC, UTV, or any other motor genres. A second layer of Sky and satellites came along, and a third layer has come along of Amazon, Netflix, and so on. So there is no presenter of the Late Late Show can recreate what Gay did in that sense. In other words, they'll never get ratings to match when you have a monopoly. Mm. Is that is, like has anyone mm. said that really? Oh, I think so. I think that's. I think. No, I, um, I, I don't know with Mary Louise. I'm, I'm not too sure about it. I understand the comp- competition is a very good thing. I just think he had a Fragmentation, very unique Fragmentation, I call it. But doesn't Graham Norton have a unique talent? Yes, again, you the moment talent. in the UK. Yeah. Well, no, his great thing is he takes the piss out. It's like yeah. his but also, which I love But also they're able to get the talent on. Yeah. But it's Absolutely. a very different show. But Gay though. never set himself point. up. Gay never set you himself know, up as an amateur psychologist. They do one show, which is Graham Norton or maybe Ross. But the truth is they did one show, which was Gabo. You know what I mean? He got all of the Billy Connollys and all things. Now, he did, did develop a, a rapport with them. OK, let's move on to our next topic, which which will surely get us going. Uh, TV chef, uh, the, the, the treasure, the national treasure that is Doreen Allen, has claimed that no child in the country should be allowed to leave school or get their leaving certificate without being able to prove they can cook and I'm, I'm, I'm sure she means baking bread and boiling an egg and maybe cooking a roast. The question is, uh, John Duggan, I don't know how proficient you are. Useless. Right. Useless. Right. Like, I'd be the same now. I lived on my own in Swansea now, and I, I actually, I realised how tasteless, you know, vegetables and all were because I just cooked the, I overcooked them, and i just not a good cook. Um, so, yeah, but like... What, what 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 about her point? You're actually making her point that if if people learn this in school, how to put flour and milk and whatever together, baking soda, you could learn to bake. Yeah, nobody go to restaurants. Nobody eat out. Right. Well, that wouldn't be the end of the world, would it? Ah, no. It's much more fun eating out. 
Right, but no, but you would you you wouldn't eat out for breakfast and lunch and you know what I mean. Like you've you got to be a bit proficient. Yeah, God, well, he worked for off the ball. But anyway, the, 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 the point, the I, point, the point. I, I live way beyond my means. No, uh, I mean breakfast is easy. Just get porridge or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think the thing about cooking is: can cooking, you boil an egg? Not really. I'm scared. Roast a chicken. Yeah, yeah, I can, you know, ba- vaguely, barely. I can, I can cook a fry up in a steak or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be able to make soup. You're like uh, Boris, oven-ready chips. I'm, 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 I eat out all the time, but I obviously eat breakfast. Uh, it's more about cooking, I think, is something that you, people are proud of if you're baking or cooking something for somebody. And they and can I bring real flavour and, and added yeah, value. Yeah, yeah, but it's also about your circumstances. Like yeah. if, if you got like a wife and kids, I don't. So yeah. it, it just depends on your circumstance. I think you're, if you're if you got a wife or a husband and kids, you have to cook and you have to be able to do it and you have to take pride in it and it's great and it's also more of a, a communal thing for everybody's kind of invested in it yeah. even if you cook a bad meal uh, but the necessity to do things once again don't tell me what to do Alright <laughs> uh, are, are you a good cook Lucy? I am probably the worst cook in the world I, I, well I, I don't know I'm the worst because I don't cook so, so I don't you know. don't you don't turn up on time for your husband you, you have kids don't you I don't have kids no you don't have kids no, that's, why, the next I, that's why I don't have kids because if I did have kids I'd really have to learn how to right. cook probably so right. I probably I'm just going to mm. so what, how does your husband eat then so he cooks Oh my god! All the time. For what the, who, me. What's his name? It's like I mean, like this poor man is. You never turn up on time, and he has to. Then I think after, I'm just realizing what yeah, a terrible yeah, wife absolutely. I am. Absolutely. Um, oh dear. Anyway, um, he seems to be fine with it. He, he, right. he, 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 his he expectations. Anyway. He's yeah. just putting up with it. At the beginning of our relationship, uh, when we were living together, when we started living together. I would try and, um, you know, make an effort and be like, I better, you know. So I, I would like. But I, ca- I was so afraid. I was I literally was making chicken. Like I was kind of like friends. And I was so afraid that I was going to kill everybody that I, I kept bringing it in going, is, would this, do you think it's done yeah, yet? Is yeah. it done yet? Is it, are we ready for that? And he was like, he just got so annoyed going, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll just give me the, you know what I mean? So it sort of worked out in my favour. So and, as, and, as the time when you were I can a child, put stuff When in. you were a child. Yeah, when I was a child, I see. I was an incredibly ridiculously fussy eater. It was my, my I, I didn't, I did, I ate baby food until I was four years old because I just would okay. not put well, anything what, we're, else we're in my mouth. We're gonna, we're gonna take a break to find out if there are any redeeming <laughs> features to Lisa Garvey. We'll be back shortly. So before the break, we were we were hearing about Lisa Garvey being uh, not Keller cousin gas uh, housewife no. of the year, uh, but a pretty difficult person to live with by all. I'm very accounts. clean. I'm very clean. I'm really good at tidying. All right. Really oh no, that is a virtue. Yes, I absolutely. knew if we waited but you're long funny, enough. Aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're, if you're funny, then everything yeah. else really doesn't really matter. Right. Fine, it's grand. So yeah, right. I can do a great. I'm very neat and I'm very and I like to clean up and I love, to, right. I love cleaning the bathroom. I love all. The, okay, yeah, but you're starving. Yeah, it was great. It was like, but I yeah. See, I don't care about food. That's my. I love, I love, um, like I love going out for dinner and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I love sweet things and I love, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, but savoury but and I, like, sauces. I just, I'm like, whatever. Like, it's like having to brush my teeth, I have to eat. And how do you, you know feel, what I mean? Okay. It's, given given you, your own uh, admitted shortcomings yeah. in the culinary department, do you agree with Trina? Yes, I do, kind of. That's what makes me go, oh, maybe I should have. I don't think it should be on the school, though. Like, I think they have enough to, like, I don't think it should be another thing that school have to make Dumped you do. Them, yes. Yeah, like, I, no, I, I, I just don't think it's like... behind an hour later and let the, some, Yeah, exactly, we're going to do it. But when I was at school, we did domestic economy, domestic science, yeah. and the guys did science. You know, with, with, yeah. now I'm a, I'm I'm Jurassic Park. Uh, this was oh. the war years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. The great war. <laughs> not exactly. Maybe maybe the Afghanistan war. But anyway, the women didn't. Or at least the fellas didn't. Didn't cook. And I was very interested that there were there were built apartments in Donnybrook about five or six years ago where they'd no kitchens. 
because people didn't want oh yes absolutely and I remember my mother told me and my mother's 97 she said I told your father when I married him that he was to buy a house I didn't want a kitchen in it not to put a kitchen in it this is 1949 because I certainly wasn't going to be in it and she never was, and she never cooked to me. But how never would she then? Yeah, sure, like, no, we like had the a first kitchen, thing. but she never did. No, it. but the first thing, Deirdre, you know, when we built our bungalow yeah. and when we moved back up to my parents' home that I was brought up in, absolutely a whole new kitchen had to be put yeah. into it. Because another I like to cook. But no, but I, actually, she was worth every cent. I mean, like she's a very <laughs> good cook. No, and the truth of it is, she learned from her mother, and I, I think it's a very old-fashioned thing to say. Yes, but. The the, the 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 women and the men today who who can't cook it is a failing of their own parents. That's right. Are the and parents therefore have, it is. Yeah. And this see, is, might, you're right. The schools are now being asked to pick yeah. up. Yeah, on bad I don't parenting. think it's feels But I don't think it's bad parenting either. Oh, I, it is. I genuinely believe the it. lick of the I spoon didn't care. and like, you I know, just didn't it's over not that. bad parenting. No, I don't think it's bad Everybody's responsible for themselves. I completely agree. I just except some people are more responsible than others. Other than watching Jamie Oliver or a TV, where would you learn the skill? But I don't. I don't watch Jamie Oliver, and I don't have cookbooks, and I don't add and subtract and put in a bit of spice and a bit of this and be making sauces and me driving myself cuckoo. I'm an apple tart person and I'm a roast person and I don't overcook the vegetables. I knew there was a logical I, explanation for Mary and Louisa <laughs> Donald. <laughs> and the way to anybody's heart is through the Sunday lunch. I love them? Sunday what lunch. Did, what did Bertie call them? The apple carter. <laughs> Smokes and daggers. Exactly. Yeah, so I, yeah. I love plain, But it's very good, cathartic. People like cooking, cooking, isn't it? But, like, yeah, but are you a good cook? I would be a good, I would be what you'd call a country fair cook. Yes. F-A-R-E. Um, I, I would be but, a good but cook. I, but there's a, two but types of cooking. cooks. Those who are really good at baking and the bake-off stuff or those who are really good at kind of the main courses and sauces. Oh, and yeah. Well, no, not sauces. I, I mean, know, you starters. You can make a bit of and gravy that, yeah. and I wouldn't make it out of a packet. I'd make it out of the juices and that right. and I can I make a bit of apple sauce and I can throw a bit of this and that in, you know. Look, I'm impressed. I'm already impressed. All right. Well, let's move to our <laughs> final topic, which I think is an interesting one. As an article in the Telegraph caught my eye, uh, which is that according to new research, only children, okay, so people who are brought up with no siblings, are no more self-centred than those who have brothers or sisters, according to research. Now, so the myth has been that they're more likely to be spoilt, uh, narcissistic, uh, self-admiring. Um, well, what's your take on this, Lisa? Well, I, I'm from a family of four of us kids, two boys, two girls. I'm the youngest. They would argue that I was spoiled. You know what I mean? Mm. Because I came along. But then I would argue that I had to kind of fight for attention. You know what I mean? Because uh, nobody cared. It was number four. How many, how many were in the family? Four. four. Youngest of four. I'm youngest of four. Yeah, yeah. Two boys, two older boys, and then my sister, and then me. Okay. And... Uh, like, well, do you think there's any pattern insofar as the oldest is the bossiest and wants to take charge? And, you know, in later life, they kind of, when they're all together, they kind of resume this childhood uh, pyramid. Or then the, the, the other thing is that the middle child ones are the most sane and then the youngest child is definitely most spoiled. Yeah. I, I think that's true. I suppose, I'm trying to think, like my eldest brother, he's not really that The most bossy? bossy. Huh? Not really, like you know, he was kind of um, the middle two were a bit, you know, they'd be probably more calmer, you know, lots so, of well, problems no, in your family. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. A, lot, <laughs> a lot of issues. Look, I'm not gonna out them all now here on radio, but uh, no, look, I love you, I love you all very all much. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> all right, what a whip. Okay, John, give it to us. Uh, well, I grew up with uh, three sisters, I'm the youngest of four as well, no brothers, um, 18, 15, and 12 years older, so they're all kind of like half aunts. 
Right. And mm. uh, I kind of felt at times like an only child. So right. it's a strange situation to be in. Was I spoiled? Yes. Everything was probably quite sheltered to be too sheltered. But uh, it's funny now, I think, uh, when you're kind of half an only child, if you don't have brothers, I, I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think friends in ways for younger people have become the new family. You can't choose your family. You know, I love my family, but you can't choose them. Mm. And sometimes when you're having, when you're like in a journey through college and through work with people, mm. um, uh, or you, you can sometimes become quite close to people that are not so, in your so family. So let's, let's be clear, John. On Christmas Day, you're going to see stay with your sisters. You said they're like aunts. Uh, you pick your friends and you put up with your relations. You get a warm welcome, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> isn't, isn't, char- isn't charm a great thing, Ivan, that I have it? And it's a deadpan charm. And, it's, and obviously, I, I buy nice presents and stuff and people forget about it within five yeah, minutes. But, exactly. Uh, but, uh, no, no, I, I think it's a, there's a depth to what you're saying. And what about the oldest being the bossiest? What yeah, think? I would agree with that. Her name is Caroline. She lives in London. She's won't be able to hear this. <laughs> okay, okay. You think, right. you think. Mar- Mary Louise, uh, uh, before I unload my offering on this, what do you think? Do what? you think that only children or, or, or there's any pattern with no. where you came in the pecking order? Well, I'll tell you two examples. No, because I am would be number two of four and the number three would really think he was in charge. Do you know, he's not number one or he's not the last one, but he thinks he's in charge. He won't like it. He won't Is he like first boy? <laughs> no, second boy. Well, there you go. Interesting. Whereas I have an only son. I have only one child. Oh. And an own one child. And he's a What age is he now? He's 30. He's no child. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I had one, one yes, child. Yes, yes, yeah. And... I would watch him sometimes in company of his other cousins, you know, where there'd be larger families. And people, he would have trouble sharing at times, you know, because he was reared on his own, you know, totally on his own. Not spoiled, not at all spoiled. But I, I understand what they're saying. He never bumped into anybody because there was nobody there to bump into. He didn't have to share so, anything. So you, you, you're, you're conscious of a slight difference? I'm, of someone I'm who's conscious, in a, a I'm conscious of that, of that he thinks things have to be sort of a sense okay. of perfection. Well, now you're on to be number one but that things have to be so perfect I, I want to say that this is the greatest load of rubbish that I have ever heard and to present as exhibit A of my reasoning for this of an evening time I co-present the Tonight Show with Matt Cooper who is you may not be aware, an only child. Now, he is so narcissistic. He's very able, he's very hardworking. <laughs> he, he insists that the researchers iron and press his, his shirts, uh, his white shirts and his coloured ones. Uh, he insists he has this a load of true. riders. Riders. He has Diet Coke poured in where the rest this of us have to drink true. water. He has a dairy milk ch- chocolate bar. I, I have a feeling you're talking about yourself. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, uh, my problems. The are Diet coming. Coke gave it away. Diet Coke gave it away. That's no, what it was. I tell no lie. I he has five no beautiful children. I, watch no, your I, I, I think that's another issue. I think that no, he's having a wonderful been, a, having just been oh them. no, he is. That's my point. He's been such a. But here is someone who is self-evidently a an only child and b uh, narcissistic. I, I I close my case. I've proved <laughs> this rubbish <laughs> of five hundred. That's the very flimsy. What's the jury say? No, no, he's a good. He's He's a good man. He's a lovely man. He's a very good man. In fact, I think. Only children you don't think be... he's in any way self-admiring? No, no I, I think only children can be very, very perceptive of others because they're very used to, you know, they're used to that silence themselves and living on their own. And they can be very perceptive. And also perceptive, probably being more adults for me. Well, the other, the other think, point, you know which I will not take any, any, any disagreement on, brook any criticism, is that the youngest is spoiled. We have four, two boys, two girls, and the youngest, what though happens is the mother clings on to this 
that that's their baby. Their and baby. it will always be their baby. <laughs> it will always be their youngest because they're that's actually you, they're, 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 they're longing for the nostalgia of having them like a baby again. My mom so, still introduces me as her baby. But all yeah. parents think their children are, are still Which nine Which makes them the spoiled one. Mm. No, they all think that. All parents think that. But I'm not, I wasn't. All parents fix the colours of their adult children or say, do something about your hair. Do you know, they all think they're children. Well, I can do no more to educate you about Matt Cooper. But uh, my sincere (laughs) thanks uh, to my final furlong panel. Uh, Matt will be slagging me now. Uh, My thanks uh, to my final furlong guests today for being such good sports. I don't know how they're going to face into their only son or relatives (laughs) or husband in some case ever again. But we like the crack. Uh, Senator Mary Louise O'Donnell, comedian Lisa Garvey and John Duggan of Off the Ball, thank you one and all for being my final furlough panelist. And that's my lot on the show uh, for not only today but for this week. My thanks to the production team, Mark Simpson, Ashley Moore, Dan Flanagan, Alex Russo. Off the Ball is up next. I will be back on Monday at 4pm reporting for Judy. Have a great weekend and thanks for listening. (laughs) 